0: Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in to Transportation Now, brought to you by Market Scale. I'm your host, Daniel Starks, and with us today is Kevin Rutherford, who is the host of SiriusXM's Trucking Business and Beyond. He also uh, has shows like Let's Truck, Destination Health, Broker uh, Broker Connect, and more on letstruck.com. And he's joining us today. Glad you have it with us, Kevin.
1: Great to be here.
0: Well, you know what? Let's talk about you for just a second. You know, you've taken your career from the from the road to behind the microphone tell us how you kind of got where you were at
1: well you know um third generation as an owner operator my grandfather was an owner operator back when literally there were wooden benches for seats in the truck and you measured a cross-country trip in weeks instead of maybe hours or days so Yeah, my father was a uh, kind of a frustrated owner operator his whole life. He loved owning trucks mostly because he liked working on them and he just didn't really get the business side of it. So I grew up watching him struggle. He would take a job driving, save enough money to buy a truck, buy a truck, run it till he ran out of money and maybe, you know, do it again. Um, So I I watched that and grew up saying, boy, I never want to do that. I'm not going to be a truck driver. Um, And then by the time I was 22, I bought my first truck. So, you know, and I kind of went through the same thing. I I had a lot of ambition and uh, 11 months after I bought my first truck, I bought my second and put a driver in it. And four years later or so, I had 11. um, I was working as a broker and an agent and I I was going broke and I didn't even realize it. I, I just kept thinking, you know, if there isn't enough money to pay the bills at another truck. And it really wasn't working. And finally, when, you know, it all caught up with me and I was about eighty thousand dollars in debt and living on credit cards, I realized that there was a lot more to owning trucks just other than just buying them and, you know, sticking a driver in them and you know, keeping them running, there was the business side. You had to understand the numbers. So um, I really got interested in the accounting side and I took some classes and ultimately ended up becoming a certified financial planner. Um, But I I started looking at the accounting side and, and back then this was still Late 80s, early 90s, um, I started using PCs and spreadsheets and writing some accounting stuff. And it was working so well for me. I, I had to sell nine of the 11 trucks, I went back to driving uh, full time overnight, going to school during the day and writing accounting software. And um, luckily, I was young and had lots of energy. And I, I started using those software programs I was creating to help my friends who were owner operators. And then I, they kind of said, well, you know, could you do our tax return? So, um, I, I actually started an accounting company for owner operators in the early nineties and ran that for about 14 years, uh, built my trucks back up to three. And I owned those three trucks for uh, almost 32 years, um, total, just sold them recently. I sold my last truck in 2016. In 2007. Um, I had been writing a lot of articles for the industry, different magazines. And one of the radio shows at the time uh, called me up and said, hey, we really liked your article in your column this month. Could you come on the air and talk about it? And I said, yeah, I'd love to. And we literally, the guy had been on the air 35 years and we blew up his phone system. And he said, that's never happened. He said, we had so many calls that overloaded the whole system. Uh, So they started inviting me back and it became a regular weekly thing and two other shows uh, invited me on and that became a regular weekly thing. And I finally went back to uh, Sirius. Actually, it was XM at the time. And I said, look, I'm doing all these hours every week. Why don't you just give me my own show? And they did. So here we are 10 years later, still on the air and loving it.
0: Wow, that, that's an awesome, awesome way to get from, you know, point A to point B. And, uh, you know, whenever you put that much time and effort into something, it's nice to be able to, you know, get your own thing, get paid for it and do it the way you want to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it. you know, I, I, I love doing the other shows, but... You know, I, I really did want to do something that was my own and, you know, something that really came from the driver, owner, operator, small fleet owner perspective. And that's really what my show is all about. It is a lot of question and answer. Many times I'll open with a topic, but, you know, we take calls on business, you know, incorporation, taxes, accounting, maintenance, tires, fuel mileage, Um, health. I I also, you know, one of the things I've done over the years is I look at what my listeners might need. If they need, you know, more financial planning help, then that's what we go find. If if we can't find a product or a service that fits them really well, a lot of times we create it. That's where our software came from. But I, I realized that one of the biggest drivers or one of the biggest issues drivers were facing was their health. We were helping people make a lot more money, be more successful, grow their business. And then we were watching them fail because their health was so bad. It's a horrible lifestyle when it comes to health. So I went back to school again and became a nutritional therapy practitioner. So now we do um at least two hours a week of just health questions and answers. And it's it's really all about, you know, eating better and, and living a better lifestyle in order to solve some of these health problems that drivers are facing.
0: Well, let's talk about the industry um, for, for a little bit. H- how is the industry as a whole going these days? I mean, just things like, I don't know, Amazon, who have so many different online buying options. I, I would assume the trucking industry has to be benefiting from that pretty well. You know, it is a
1: crazy time in the industry for so many reasons. Some of what you just mentioned, uh, I've been talking a lot in the last year about this transformation that we're in. Actually, it's more of a disruption, but we'll get to the transformation, I hope. But right now, it's more of a disruption. And there's a, a business theory that roughly Every 30 years or so, an industry will go through a major disruption. And it's interesting if you look back in in trucking in the 1920s, the diesel engine was a huge disruption in trucking, a, a good one, um, but it really changed everything. 30 mm-hmm. years later, the 1950s, it was the interstate transportation system. and And again, I talked about, you know, prior to that, you had to measure a trip from the East Coast, to the West Coast in weeks, there were no highways. And the, that, that interstate highway system was a huge transformation for trucking. Fast forward 30 more years, 1980s, we have deregulation, which was by far the biggest disruption in this industry and, and literally changed everything. I, I think if I remember right, that prior to deregulation, Um, Of all the major carriers that were around back then, hundreds, only four of them actually survived deregulation. And on the other side of deregulation, we ended up with thousands of new carriers. So that was a huge disruption. Well, fast forward another 30 years to roughly 2010, and we're in the middle of the next major disruption, which is mostly being driven by technology. And you see companies that are going to be really big in transportation that we don't think of as transportation companies. You mentioned one, Amazon. And not only are they providing a lot of goods for transportation, which is good for the industry, they're really building their own transportation network. They are now poised to compete with both UPS and FedEx in package delivery. And some people are predicting in just three to five years, they may exceed the number of packages delivered by both those companies. So, and then you have, you know, companies like Uber, who is now a transportation broker, and money is literally flooding into the technology sector of trucking. We have Convoy that just recently raised like $60 million, and Convoy is kind of an Uber um, model, uh, an elect, a digital broker is what they're being called. Um, one of their investors was Bill Gates, and we have uh, Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway just pouring all kinds of money into transportation and buying up companies. So it is just, I, I could throw one more in. We have all of the autonomous technology. We have companies building electric trucks left and right all of a sudden. It is just a really crazy time to be in the industry.
0: But you know what you're talking about all of these things, you know that disruption, but um I also understand there's also a very big driver shortage right now in the industry. Uh, you know you're saying we've got all these things that are coming out, and you know Amazon has their own trucking companies and things like that that are being developed. but what what's being done to get people to i guess come to the industry and, and be those drivers?
1: Almost nothing. Uh, we've had a driver shortage for at least the last 20 years, I can remember. That's what we talk about all the time. We do expect that we're about to head into the worst driver shortage ever. And on top of that, we're going to tighten up capacity because of the electronic log mandate that uh, is coming online here pretty quick. So again, it's hard to predict you know, there, there's a lot of things that are leading to this. We are in that that baby boom cycle where the average driver right now is retirement age. We're going to lose a huge group of really experienced drivers to retirement. We have a lot of people who just don't like that they're going to be tracked electronically on logs. They're, they claim they're just going to get out of the industry. Uh, I think that'll happen. Probably not as many as as what they're claiming right now. Um, and then we have the economy heating up. So it's almost the perfect storm for a shortage of drivers, which is good for the driver and good for the owner operator puts them on the good side of the supply and demand cycle. So I'm actually excited about that. If you're running a big fleet, it's going to be very challenging. But I also think that that is where we're going to see a lot more money being put into autonomous technology and vehicles either to make it much easier to drive so that your qualifications are lower or we may see technologies like truck platooning or you know fully autonomous vehicles sooner than we think
0: well you mentioned uh, some of the tech just a few moments ago that uh, some of the drivers you know we are in that baby boomer stage where Uh, A lot of them are older, like you mentioned. How are they adapting to this tech? I'll say this. My grandfather was a trucker for uh, most of his life. He just retired just a few years ago. And that's one uh, point that he brought up to me was that about the time he retired, they were switching over from paper logs and things like that to digital logs and GPS tracking. And he didn't like it that much. How are the rest of the drivers kind of being affected by that?
1: You know, I would say it, we make a lot of generalizations. You know, a lot of people would say, well, the older drivers don't like it. The younger drivers are fine with it. And, and in general, that's probably true. But there are a lot of exceptions. I, I know some 35, 40 year owner operators, you know, and I certainly would have been one of them that I, I embraced the technology way back when. I, I was one of the first guys to pay, you know, $800 for a cell phone and spend five hundred dollars a month on my plan because it was amazing technology for me back then. And when nobody had it, it was a huge advantage. So I've always been kind of on the cutting edge of the technology. And there are older drivers who do that. And there are younger drivers who, honestly, even though they've grown up with it, aren't very good at the technology or they don't like it. So there is some of that, you know, along the age lines, and I think the timing is going to prove that out. The The older drivers will probably fuddle along with the technology until they retire, and the new drivers will probably embrace it, and we're just going to see a lot more of it.
0: Well, you know, and some of that tech also, you know, while some of it may seem intrusive, like the GPS technology to some people, but some of it, I mean, I would assume make it a whole lot easier, especially with Amazon and e-commerce sites coming in where your inventory, I would assume, went from, you know, pallets of, you know, of different types of merchandise to actual like separate packages that are going to different people. Some of this technology probably helped out a lot with the inventory management.
1: You know the 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 whole technology chain in transportation, it, it and I think that's going to be part of this disruption is is finally starting to come together. We've had all these little bits and pieces, you know, devices and apps and technologies, and but they all kind of worked on their own. And it, from the driver's point of view, there are a lot of advantages to new technology. Uh, you know being so connected when you're on the road, being able to FaceTime, you know, with your family at home, I think is a huge advantage. Uh, GPS tracking, some people might not like, but GPS technology, so much better than maps. You know, I I grew up when uh, and started my career when you needed, you know, a road atlas, then you needed individual directions in every city you got into. And now, you know, you can tell your GPS where you're going and you know it gives you directions and we're still in that stage you know you see people that rely too heavily on that technology and get themselves in trouble you still need some you know general navigation skills but the the technology the comfort level in the trucks the connectivity that we have there are a lot of advantages and then there are some things that we feel are kind of intrusive you know cameras inside the cab and uh, dash cams and Tracking devices and electronic logs, uh, a lot of distractions, and we're in that transformational phase. You know, at some point, all of this technology will seem, you know, every day. Right now, I, we're still trying to figure out how this is all going to work together.
0: Well, uh, we, we talked about the shortage of drivers just a few minutes ago, and I want to go back to that very briefly. Uh, the one of the issues that we might be seeing with that, um, I, I've noticed over some research um, that salaries for truck drivers over years have actually gone down. What do you think is causing that?
1: Well, it depends on how you look at this. It, are you looking at studies that are trying to tie it to an inflation rate and saying if the driver's average wage was X in this year, uh, adjusting for inflation, it should be this? Yeah, there's, there's a decrease there, but overall, drivers today are making more than they were 10 years ago, more than they were 20 years ago. Um, the one number that will really skew that, I just saw the, these numbers posted uh, late, earlier this week, they took the average driver's salary from 1980 and, and inflation adjusted it till today. And it was really high, I think 70 or 80 some thousand is what they claim drivers should be making now. The problem with that is in 1980, we still had regulated rates. And that was when deregulation actually happened in 1980. So we had artificially high freight rates, which created artificially high wages. And we had a lot more union jobs. So some of those numbers can be really just misleading. You know, I saw the median wage is somewhere around 41,000. There are a lot of drivers that make you know, 50 to 60. If you look at companies like Walmart, a first year driver there can make 80,000. And this is a job that doesn't require a high school education or a GED and basically requires a couple weeks of training, sometimes not even that much. So I'm not so sure that, that the news that the driver's wage has gone down is really all that accurate.
0: All right, that makes sense. I didn't even look at it that way. But you know what? That's why you're here. You're the expert. And Kevin, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Great, great stuff. I would love talking about this.
0: We've been talking with Kevin Rutherford, who hosts Sirius XM's Trucking a Business and Beyond. You can hear him on Sirius Channel 146 at midnight Eastern or on weekends at 4 p.m. Eastern. This has been Transportation Now brought to you by Market Scale. Thanks for listening. I'm Daniel Starks.